All right, it's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. We're going to be talking about Phil's win at the PGA, 50-year-old, oldest to ever do it. And we're also going to be looking ahead to the Charles Schwab this weekend in Texas. So let's get into it. All right, so Phil gets it done yesterday. Um I feel like the main takeaway is just like, so I was, I was watching in my hotel room, first of all, graduated the other day in a hotel room now. Pretty weird. But um, yeah, the scene on 18 was just wild. I mean, that was more ridiculous than the tour championship when, when Tiger got his first win back from, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, like, they like really they, they like they could not con- the they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't control the crowd at all. Um, I mean, Brooks Kepko was quoted as saying like, yeah, it was cool, but like if I didn't have a bum knee, like I had people knocking me in the knee, like all the way down. Yeah, like yeah. my caddy had to stop because he got cocked in the face. And then like I bumped yeah. into him and like hurt my knee even more. Like he was well, pretty he, much just, just all over it. He went second with his approach shot. And like after he hit his, like right away, everyone was just like just darting to the green. And Phil was already kind of had a head start, but there was a solid like two or three minutes where like or maybe not that long but like brooks was just in the crowd you didn't know where he was and he was like still waiting to get up to the green yeah so i actually watched it back yesterday because i recorded it for my dad because he was not home uh and so i watched it back a second time i'm like yeah this is where brooks just gets like lost and he was literally he was gone for about a minute 30 seconds like you couldn't find him like he was completely (laughs) lost like phil was already on the green um and and brooks is just nowhere to be found so I was expecting Phil to. I, I was hoping he would shed some tears. I thought it would be funny. I think it's just like at this point, Phil expects to win. I think I don't think he thinks like, "Oh, I'm 50. Like this is my last chance." I think he actually fully expects that he could win a major any week or any tournament. Really? Yes and no. Yeah, I, I saw it when Tiger when Tiger said something about how like like he was like, "Oh, truly inspirational that like a 50 year old go and tour and win it." I was like, oh, okay. So Tiger's going to be doing that when he's 50, yeah, hopefully. Insert um, Michael Jordan meme. Mike took that personally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. whatever. Just to, to show how big of a long shot Phil was this week, he opened up the week 280 to 1 to win the PGA, which is like he was on no one's radars. I mean, like, like we obviously didn't pick him. I mean, we, we didn't have the best picks for our winners, but we obviously didn't pick him. I mean, n- none of the expert, like, analysts picked Phil to win and, and he came out here and he did it and surprised everybody. It's one of those things where it's 281 and it's like if you throw $10, what, how much is that? Like 2,800? Yeah. Is that math? Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like I bet so many people just did that because they saw that and they were just like, eh, why not? Because it, like it's not yeah. it's not like like Harry Higgs came out here and and uh, and won it. Speaking of Harry Higgs, had a top 20 bet on him and what he come? T3, T4? Something like that. He had an electric close to uh, round three. Uh, Who Higgs? Yeah, he. I think he birdied uh, seventeen and eighteen in round three. Oh, like I did a, see that. He made like a like a eighty foot putt on on like 17. 17. 17 all week was playing crazy. I mean, yeah, I it, it was unreal. Like I I would get up to that hole and wouldn't know what to do. Well, yesterday it was with the wind. So like yeah, yesterday it was like two thirty playing like two ten, and then the days before that it was like 
two like 20 playing 250 or something yeah dude <laughs> like everybody was hitting like three iron or like hybrid off of that joel damon like pulled his three hybrid just like in, into like the grandstand and then he was like going over and talking to the four play boys like yeah this funny. is tough i mean our, our guy pete ballo he made an eight on that hole his his really second day. yeah that was kind of what ruined him because i i saw he shot three over the second day but i think he shot what the second the first day like he was like four over the first day too. I mean, he he like he played pretty well except for the par threes. Apparently, he was like my dad says something like he was like fifteen over par in the par threes, and then like like pretty solid everybody. Like there's a lot else. of people. I mean, I had the uh, the best bet of like no hole in ones because I feel like that was. I mean, you had to hold your breath at least five times during. I, the now that I think about it, it was a little bit lucky because there's the Cameron Smith one that hit the pin. And there was just countless other occasions where I was like, oh, that was close. Webb Simpson, I think, almost had yeah, one. Just rolled past like three of the. It happened a bunch of times. <laughs> like you got a little lucky with that. A little bit. Um, I mean, just going back to Phil for a second, um, is this his most like impressive major performance ever, do you think? Well, to be fair, I wasn't really like a big like fan of golf the last time he won a major, so I have no clue. Uh, but I'd say, yeah, I'd be doing it at 50 years old. I mean, yeah, that my take on this is like, I mean, listen, he's 50 years old. He transformed his body. He transformed, I mean, everything like his game. Um, he worked on his distance. <clears throat> he worked on everything kind of to get to this point. And, and I mean, Phil was a major because he had to, he had to do it to catch yeah, up. To exactly. Else. Phil was yeah. a major champion at the longest um, major championship course ever. Mm-hmm. Like who would have thought? Beating the I mean, bookie he was, tweeted uh, something about, <laughs> about how he was like, yeah, but Phil doesn't actually have the body of like a 50 year old. Like he was like, health is wealth. <laughs> like he just spends money on his body. I was like, all right, that's well, they, they, he did. the He did an interview um, with the Golf Channel a little bit later on after. And um, Brando was like, OK, like, what's the food that you gave up that like that you like miss the most? And he just goes, oh, I, I miss all of them because I fast 36 hours a week. <laughs> what? Where he doesn't eat for a day and a half. <laughs> I didn't know every that. week. <laughs> Is that like was that public knowledge before that? I have maybe I don't know. I, that's the first time I heard about that. But like I'm like that's crazy. So I feel like maybe it makes sense because he he had that he does that coffee thing where he probably <clears throat> probably drinks co- like only coffee during that time. Yeah, probably. I mean, which probably makes you feel awful if you're just drinking coffee for 36 hours and that's it. I guess. I mean, I, it is crazy to think that Phil was winning a major this week with all the young players out there and like listen you had jt you had dj you had xander they all got cut top five mm. in the world all got cut um so it obviously wasn't an easy course and i mean phil just had this week i mean he was even out driving bryce like hitting those high nasty bombs like activating the, <laughs> the thumbs, activating seeds. the calves hellacious seeds like he was doing that all this week um yeah. and just like to think about phil like the last couple of weeks the last year or so falling outside the top 100 um you know he shows flashes he plays plays good rounds every every once in a while i mean charlotte a couple weeks ago was first round leader wait did but he, it, it always falls apart at some point did he qualify because of this for the u.s open instead of he having did. to get the invite yes he could rip up the the special invite now that's nice that's he should, good he should sell it as like an nft but yeah, yeah. <laughs> as an nft yeah i don't think uh, if it is virtual i guess i don't even know how nfts work to be honest um, but I also saw something that he's the last amateur to win a PGA Tour event, and he, now he's the oldest 
uh, like guy to win a major. Yeah, I mean, a major. So absolutely crazy. And if you look oh, at the Stuart Sink, Stuart Sink's not older than he is. I don't think that's crazy. Stuart Sink seems like an old man. Well, yeah, because he's bald and like he's old. Obviously, like I think he's. 40, I guess it's just because he's forty-eight. Phil, he's forty-eight. Phil would look older if he wasn't in shape. Like he yeah. wasn't most of his career. Uh, Phil is two years older than Stuart Sink. Yeah, just Crazy. doesn't seem like it at and, all. And and back to what I was about to say, if you look at the leaderboard this week, if you were attacking pins this week, like you were struggling, which is why like you saw JT and DJ and like some of those big players get cut. If you look at the leaderboard, Phil, Louis Ustes, and Brooks Kepka, Harry Higgs, uh, Paul Casey, Patrick Harrington, who's also 49 yeah, years old. That was that was um, crazy. Shane week. Lowry, Ricky Fowler. Good week for Ricky Fowler. Answer. I mean, these, Answer had a great day on, on Sunday to get up into the top 10. Yeah, I mean, if you look at those names, those aren't guys that attack pins. I mean, I noticed this the first three days. Brooks was just playing like par golf. Like he was literally just hitting it to the center of the green, two putting and, and getting it in. And like, that's what that's what was needed to yeah. win this week. Um, and I mean, I mean, Phil didn't have the best last round. He started off, and then he went bur- bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie, par, birdie, bogey. So like, he was all over the place on Sunday, but no one else could get really close. There was a point during the tournament, and granted, he'd finished T seventeen, but Corey Connors was like plus four hundred to win the tournament at one point, like on like Friday. I mean, he had. He had a very bad round at the beginning of Friday. I don't know yeah, if you saw. Like plus he was, 400 he, he to win was on the leader, leader after the first round. And then he like he went like he I think he bogeyed his first five holes on Friday. Yeah. So I mean he ended up finishing T seventeen, which is not terrible, but I mean it's it was just a different tournament. I didn't see that I didn't see it coming. I mean our, our DraftKings picks were pretty good, but when it came well, you, to picking you nailed winner, the number on 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 the dot, right? Didn't you say six hundred would win it? I did nail the number on the dot, but like when when it came to picking winners, I thought it was going to be somebody that went out there and and went after it, like you know, went out there and was was hunting pins, you know, like yeah, like you see at a normal PGA events, and it was pretty much the opposite. It was somebody because if who you're not going to attack the pins, then you have to be putting really well because like there's many opportunities to three putt the whole the whole tournament. And that kind of brings you back to Brooks. I mean, on Brooks could have been the champion of this um, of this event pretty easily. I mean, he missed two very, very short putts. I think it was on the third hole, maybe. He missed like a, a three-footer for birdie, and that would, would have been like a two-shot swing, but yeah. he ended up parring. And then I think he missed another short par putt. He um, lipped out like basically like a tap-in, right? Yeah, said, like twice. Yeah. Because at one point, twice. I wasn't watching because I was like moving out and stuff. But yeah, I watched like holes eight through 18 i think i mean he he pretty much left out two two tap-ins and what did he end up losing by two strokes those yeah. would have been two strokes he would have gotten back so he could have been in a playoff of phil also the amateur the amateurs um who was the dude i'm looking for him right now on the leaderboard Mer- his last name is merrick he yeah. was a weird looking dude <laughs> Um, bucket hat, like tall, skinny guy, and he was doing those weird, uh, yeah, warm ups. Yeah, it, like was it was like on. it was like weirder than the Miguel on hell, like Jimenez warm ups. Like it was like, yeah, pretty weird. Um, and you're like, how is this guy like playing an event? But I mean, he was the low, I think he was the low PGA <clears throat> bro, or maybe the second <clears throat> lowest. So, I mean, but again, the same thing as last, as last, uh, 
time that the this major was at Kiowa, there was just so many European guys in in like the top of the leaderboard. And I think that has to do with the wind. Now I I knew wind was going to be a factor this week, but I didn't think it was going to be that much of a factor. I mean, the wind people were struggling on the putting greens because of the wind. I mean, yeah, you just had to play smart golf this week, and Phil played played pretty smart golf and i mean granted he hit a lot of fairways his approach game was unbelievable this his back nine he was just dialed yeah and then like his short game i mean it it really when it comes down to it he had that chip in out of the bunker easily could have been say he doesn't get that up and down or something yeah that's two shots i mean he he was i mean his short game was unbelievable this week as it as it always is yeah and paul casey's another guy he's he was t4 I feel like he's so due for one of these. Like Paul Casey, I feel like could win like the Open this year. Yeah, I was thinking about like maybe like even Shane Lowry. Like yeah, he's the de- technically the defending champion of that. But I mean, yeah, I'm excited for the know. Open because it's a little bit different than than a lot of these tournaments. I mean, Kiowa is a linksy type golf course, but there's a lot of force carries which you don't see on like normal links courses like in Europe. So it is different in terms of that. I mean, thank you, Pete. Right. Um, definitely was smiling up there this week. Um, yeah. with all the carnage and stuff. But um, I mean, I'm excited to see the open because it's it's a more generic type of link. Where is it this golf. year? Is it Royal Birkdale? No, I think it's uh Royal St George this year. Royal St George, right? Royal Birkdale was 2017. So um, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for that, and especially since we didn't have it last year. It's kind of like you know, it's, I'm a little more excited for the open. That'll be I fun. I feel like it'll play. I feel like, yeah, this course like played similar to like an open course, just like a little bit different. Yeah. Um, with, with the force carries and stuff. Yeah, which, obviously. I mean, yeah. And then like one other thing kind of to, to note on is the range finders this week. Weren't really that noticeable. I saw it a couple times. I saw Phil did it on 18. I believe he did him and his, and his brother, his caddy. Yeah. They both had one. Time. That was interesting. Um, I mean, like we we kind of like you know we were all a little bit all over the rangefinder saying like oh it's not not the greatest thing but i don't think it really i feel matters. i feel like if they integrated into the game it wouldn't be it wouldn't matter much like you still need to do your numbers and no I, I don't know would anybody if, if anybody's come out and said anything over <coughs> about it since since the tournament ended but uh it didn't really affect viewing i mean it didn't, it didn't speed up play at all but like no we're kind of at the point where Anyway, all we all use rangefinders when we're golfing. All amateurs yeah. use rangefinders. Like, you might as well let the pros just use the rangefinders. Like, yeah, might as well. It doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't affect it much. So, I feel like that might be something that's coming in the next couple of years, or maybe yeah. next year. And then I saw you also added this in um, the like loophole people found on the 18th hole. Were were they doing that past the the first like day? Because yes. I didn't see it much. They were doing it all week, oh. pretty much. There was water on the right. There was hospitality on the left. Um, I mean, obviously, you want to hit it in the fairway. That's the, probably the best place to be. But if you you definitely don't want to miss right because of the water, you're taking another shot. You know, it's terrible. So I don't think anyone put it in the water really this week on 18. So yeah. the idea was if you hit it into the hospitality because it's like not very far off the fairway. You get the a free drop in this like really padded down like rough, which is pretty much mm-hmm. almost like hitting out of the fairway, and it's at an excellent angle to the hole. So yeah. on day one, I saw at least ten golfers hit it on into the hospitality on purpose. And then even even on Sunday with Phil, 
I mean, he knew he could miss. He didn't. He didn't need. Like he knew he didn't. He couldn't miss right, but he could miss left, and he aimed for the tents. He just yep. didn't quite get there, but he still had a padded down line because he was he hit it right into the gallery. But mm. I mean, like, yeah, that was a loophole. I thought they were gonna like do something on. Day I don't think they could. I like, think feel like they just yeah they were just like oh well I guess that's that's happening. There's nothing much you can do about that. You can't be like oh it's ob now. I mean, you can. Oh, I guess you could. It's kind of like like a uh, sawgrass. Was it was a sawgrass where where Bryson was like trying to go left, like on that line on the left, and they oh, said, and they said no, it's OB, like because they didn't want him to do it. Yeah, fair. They could have done that. They could have said it's OB after round one, but um, yeah, they didn't. So instead, he would just take like literally like a four iron on that hole. <laughs> yeah, people people just took took advantage of it, which I thought was kind of kind of funny, kind of interesting. Yeah, just kind of it. It it's amazing weird. how they find these loopholes like so so quickly you know like i that's something i would have never really thought about but like it, it word spreads around so fast yeah because got, got, someone probably did it earlier in the day and it like worked out and then it started everybody was just yeah, yeah spreading it down um so do we want to move into people's champ of the week sure So people's champ of the week. I don't know if you saw this. I got to click on it again, but um, Phil's mom <laughs> this week, people's champ of the week. Um, she was pretty nervous. Um, Phil's final round. I mean, it was, it was falling apart. A How little old bit. is Phil's mom? He's 50. <laughs> I don't know. Probably 80 something. Yeah. Fair. Um, you know, it, he was falling apart a little bit um, around, the, around the edge. And um, uh, his mom texts Phil's sister who she was on Twitter the entire week. I don't know if you really saw that, but uh, didn't. pretty much Texas. She said, Tina text Philip, tell him to just par in. Don't hit bombs or activate calves. Just par. They will have to catch him. He won't listen to his mother. Do you text, uh, you know, as a typo, do you text him? Hurry. And then she just says, I'll text him. Is the only one Phil's listening to this week? I thought <laughs> that was funny that like, she thought that like, you could just like text Phil in the middle. No, just par out. Hey, just par out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't activate the calves. <laughs> <laughs> he was, dude, he was getting after it with some of those drives. He was like swinging so hard. I mean, he was hitting it straighter when he swung harder. Yeah. Which is, I, I mean, he was out driving Brooks by, mm. by quite a bit. So, I mean, 50 yeah, year old out driving the however old Brooks is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I, like I was going to like bring up the, oh, does it like, does the distance like age thing matter? Cause like we kind of brought it up a couple weeks ago when like Stuart Sink won and like we, mm. we Westwood was playing pretty well, but like, no, nope, he like, was like, simply like, hitting always like top 10 in driving distance this year, yeah. I, I would think. So, I mean, it's, it's, he has age and distance. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think he is. Also, he had a really good strokes gain approach week. He did. He had, I mean, that, that, that was always that's always the major stat obviously yeah. strokes and approach and i mean he was dialed so and then one last thing before we move into the stat of the week uh cory connor's dude like literally he's turning into like a major guy i mean he has a solid game he's just turning into a good pga tour player i mean yeah because he, he's, he's like he's top 10 like in strokes game approach yeah. like every week Every single week. I mean, obviously, it's all about putting at, at this level. I feel like, I, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone has a better 
story or like a quicker ascension mm-hmm. into contention than than Corey Connors. I mean, maybe Will Zalatoris, but like he's a lot younger. I mean, Corey Connors was playing on mini tours two years ago, three years ago, yep. two years like ago, that. something like that. I mean, he Monday qualified for a tournament and I think he won. So he got PGA Tour status and, yeah. you know, rest is history. He's now a top, you know, 25 player on tour right now. Probably, yeah. Um, and then you want to move into stat of the week as well. Yeah. So stat of the week, we um, saw this on the broadcast this week um, on Sunday. So, I mean, obviously wind was a big factor this week. It was, you know, such a real thing. And, um, you know, half the holes were playing completely downwind and then the other half were playing completely upwind. So, I mean, holes one through four and then 14 through 18, um, the first three rounds, um, they were the hardest holes on the golf course because they were playing, I guess they were playing upwind or into the wind. Yeah. So, and then round four as a whole, 47 under par. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Did it just like switch? The or? wind literally just flipped. Yeah. Cause other, seven, other 17, like we said, was like downwind all of a sudden. So, yeah. Yeah. And then so, so five through 13, they played downwind the first three rounds. They were 22 under par. And in the final round, they were it was they were uh, twenty three over par. So it just goes to show sometimes like a thing. like these courses, like they won't get a lot of wind for whatever reason, just because that weekend like that they're hosting a major championship, it's not that bad with wind. And like guys will like just attack the course and the winning score would be like fifteen, sixteen hundred or something. But then it really just depends on the wind and the weather. I mean, yeah, I know like as like amateur golfers, like I know like I don't always pay attention to the wind. Like maybe I'll yeah. know what direction they're going I, into, I'll but try, I won't but... like I won't think like, oh, this is a two club wind. Like maybe I'll club up one and I always end up like shorter long. So like I mean, or like I would just hit my normal club and I'm like, why did it not get there? And you're like, Well, yeah, I got knocked down by a ten mile per hour wind. Like mm. so exactly. I mean, definitely something you got to pay attention to on the golf course and like we probably should pay attention to that more also mm. on cbs i don't know if you noticed this they had the like the wind adjusted yardage i thought yeah, that was awesome that was cool that was, that was pretty that was cool pretty nice yeah i don't know how that works with math and stuff and science but i mean it, they literally had the direction of the wind saying like yeah no i just don't know how you calculate that, that way and i was like yeah hole is playing 250 yards i was like that that is sick like yeah it was like a i wish meter. i had like a device that could just like calculate wind. that'd be nice <laughs> but i bet you there is such thing i just don't like I, um, a range finder that accounts for wind that'd be sick and, and slope, and slope. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny um but yeah overall fantastic tourney six under is such a good like major championship winning number it felt like a u.s open in in that sense i feel yeah, like yeah it did i mean the winning score i mean obviously bryson was far and away above everyone else at the u.s open but he, winning score there was six under um i mean yeah how many people were under par this week i, I kind of want to check that out let's see probably one two three four five six seven uh eight nine yeah and there was Which, only there was one. a lot of people at one. There was like eight or nine people at one. So yeah, <clears throat> and a lot of them had really good rounds to get there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, answer answer like had early, the round of the yeah. week, seven under, which was mm-hmm. crazy. Exactly. All right, we're back. We made a little bit of a line change here, so now Trev's here. Uh, Pat Pat had to go, so Trev, I'm giving you the floor. 
um, you got your PGA championship, you know, thoughts for, for a little bit and then, and then we'll get into picks. PGA Phil, unbelievable. I was, I was just hoping that he keep it together before the back nine started and he started off with a bogey. And I thought this might be it like that. Larry, I thought that was it. And then, well, Brooks just looked awful. You probably couldn't couldn't make a putt. Couldn't make a putt. I've never seen him, never seen him putt worse than I have uh, this past week. I I I really don't like. He he usually is so good around the greens and pressure packed putts that he needs to make for par for birdie and in these situations, and he just could not. He could not do it. I don't I mean, know what it was in his had irons, to his like his shot, like shot selections, like maybe, like maybe didn't like, but like I, not like putting wise. I don't think it had anything to do with his knee. I think just like maybe couldn't reading bend the down greens, for the reads. he couldn't read the greens that well. Yeah, but he couldn't even like he said said the other day after Saturday, he said he played so poorly and he had to get couldn't get the speed right. And then you see him on the putting green after the round trying to get the speed right, and he still didn't get the speed right. His right. putter still so far off. Like there's no like so many of them. You knew, like you just knew he he wasn't gonna make them, and it was it was just. I mean, it was easy. It was, they, they they basically him and him and Louis gave it to Phil pretty much. Louis made a run at the end, but they gave it to Phil. Like when Louis hit in the water, on, I think it was twelve or thirteen. I can't remember which one. It was Phil hit in the water on thirteen, but. Louis hit the wire on twelve, and it was four shot lead again. And it was like it was, it was, it was over. It was pretty much over at that point. Yeah, I mean, I thought Brooks was going to be able to save him throughout the day, and even maybe overtake him, but that just never really happened. Which is weird for Brooks Kepka in a major. I mean, maybe exactly. it was his knee, maybe it was not. Regardless, he only he only lost by two strokes. Um, not playing his best at all. So I'm I'm curious to see how the U.S. Open goes for for Brooks. Oh, definitely. I think that from what I've heard, the greens aren't really the easiest to put on, so that might make a difference. But I mean, talk about Phil. Phil Phil's out driving Brooks. Phil's doing the amount of thumbs up he gave on the golf course was unbelievable. This might be this is up there. Yeah, the thumbs were definitely activated on Sunday. Uh, But this was this is up there with this is up there with Tiger twenty nineteen and. When he won and at Tour Championship, obviously because the crowd, the crowd, the crowd was awesome. A little bit, a yeah, little bit crazy, but okay. I'll take it one step further, comparing Tiger and Phil because Pat and I didn't really do this. Um, Tiger's Masters win or this win for Phil? Which one do you think is more impressive? More impressive, maybe it might be this one. More impressive, just because how of Tigers was act Tiger was actually somewhat in form and expected right. to play well in that match. Nobody, nobody picked Phil. Nobody thought Phil was going to do this. Nobody thought Phil was going to win again. He's playing on the Champions Tour and comes out and wins a major again. Like that, like that's unbelievable. And at fifty years old, it's it's just it 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 probably the only person that could probably ever do it again would probably be Tiger. And who knows if he'll ever play again? So it, right. it's it's just. I mean, yeah, I, my take I on it. My take on it. I said it, something similar a little bit earlier, but I think this is Phil's best win ever, just to do this at the age that he did it. And then comparing it to Tiger, I mean, Tiger did it at Augusta. I mean, he knows Augusta yeah. like better than anyone else. So I mean, he could go there and win. And I bet on Tiger that week, I believe. 
Um, and it, like his odds weren't that long. Phil was 280 to one this week. So, I mean, that that's kind of how I put it into perspective. I think this was was pretty impressive. Not to take anything away from Tigers. No, no, not to take anything from Tiger. Tigers' comeback of, in general was impressive, but he was rounding into form. He was expected to play well. Phil was just you yeah, had you kind did of that. You had no idea this was coming, in. and just and the way he played, the way he drove. He was, I think, he was first in strokes gained tee to green, which he was in the whole field, which is absurd for Phil. So it's, yeah. it's, I think it's definitely his most impressive win. It might, it, if it was the master, like Tiger is at the masters was, I think a cooler moment. And this is obviously an awesome, awesome moment, but I think Phil Wayne, I think this was more impressive than Tiger. Cause especially cause he's 50 years old too. It's, it, it's yeah. just everything about it. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, ho- hopefully thought. it's not the end. Ho- ho- hopefully, I wish I I the one thing I do wish that was different. I was I wish this was the U.S. Open for Phil. Yeah, Sam, that would have been. I wish this. I mean, who knows? Tory Pines, a couple weeks. Yeah, Tory I mean, Pines. Who knows? He's he's won at Tory Pines before, so exactly. he, could, he, he he could do it. And then I was listening to another podcast earlier. They play like the Country Club, and then L.A. Country Club, and then. Pinehurst. So he is he's played Pine even five in four years, three years, I guess now. Yeah. Pinehurst. Um, like he's he's a shot. second there. He's I mean, it's four, definitely so. a big big boost for him going into the US Open, having won an event, knowing that he could do it at this age. That not that's just coming out of nowhere. I mean, he's playing this week. He said he's playing this week and he's gonna take a couple weeks off. So we'll see how he plays this week. But um I mean, yeah. I, I'm excited for that. So get the right, Phil. Get, get that if you have if he if he has that drive if he has that drive if he has that drive back for at any point then it's just it's he he could win that tournament. He could win the U.S. Open. We'll see. He's, he's yeah. I mean he's hitting that right, he was hitting that right down the middle every single time. It was awesome. Unreal. So that was my Phil rant, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to be here for the picks, but uh, we'll get right into that now. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have my picks in there. Yeah, but first, a word from Roback. You probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes, whether it was uh, the hat both me and Jake are wearing right now. Trevor has one as well. A pullover or a collared shirt. We're partnering with Roback in 2021, and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the Roback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. So now yeah. <laughs> you guys have all been waiting. Let's get into skins. Um, first, the course preview. So the course preview that we had the Charles Schwab challenge this week um, at the Colonial Country Club. It's par 70, 7,200 yards, but it, it plays a little bit shorter than than what the yardage is. I mean, most of the par threes are pretty long. The par threes, um, all four of them are over 190 yards. So that's where a lot of this distance comes from. Um, there's nine par fours that are less than 445 yards, and but there's also very few eagles on the course because like it's really only one eagle a bull hole, and it's the first hole. Um, and I mean, still even that is not a very eagle eagle type hole. So there's not a lot of eagles on this golf course. Um, short ha- short hitters aren't eagle really at a bull. eagle a bull. I was looking for the word, but it isn't really <laughs> not a real word. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we we went. 
We made a word today. We made we, we, uh, Greg, Greg made a word today on the podcast. Yes, I did. And <laughs> awesome. Maybe that's a new segment. Uh, like yeah. made up word of the day. I don't know. Made up um, word of the day for golf. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, short hitters not really at a disadvantage this week. They actually kind of flourish in these types of tournaments. Um, I mean, you don't have to be a bomber to win. Um, look at the previous winners: Daniel Berger last year, Kevin Na, Justin Rose, Kevin Kisner, um, Jordan Spieth, and Chris Kirk. So, I mean, you don't really have to hit the ball that long to be great at this course. Um, and I mean, other than that, um, the average age of the last like five winners, I believe, is like 30. So, <laughs> I mean, Daniel Berger and Jordan Spieth are the only two winners in the last 10 years to be under the age of 30, which is pretty much amazing. Um, so that's just something to look at. But I'm not sure if that's really, you know, something that you really need to look into just an interesting fact fact. It's, so it's weird. It's, it's weird that Justin Rose is already is 30. It's kind of odd. Yeah, it is a little odd. He's been and around that, for a and while. Also, I mean, like you said, the short hitters play well here, which is that you guys typically guys are over 30 shorter I mean, hitters. Brooks yeah. is over 30. DJ's over 30. Rory's probably over 30 now, but, but yeah, they're, they're shorter hitters t- typically, I guess compared to the young guys, but yeah, anyway. so with that, let's get into the DraftKings. Now, first, Pat's not here, so I'm just going to give off his two picks right here. He has Emiliano Grio and Brandon Grace. Um, I have no clue what their salaries are, so let me just Google that real quick because I was not prepared for that. Grio is 79. Um, okay. Grace is 75. So, okay, so, so middle of the road, guys. I, I, love, I, love, I, love, I love Grio's been playing well, and Grace has played well last week, too, until Sunday. So Yeah. So that's those are uh, paths too. So you you could go next. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go with Joachim Neiman. Played well last week at the PGA. He's a cut. He he will make. I guarantee he'll make the cut. That's my guarantee of the week. Oh, guarantee of the week. Yeah, huh? he, 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 he hasn't missed a cut in eighteen like eighteen events. He's got in a row the uh, the longest active cut streak on tour. Yeah. Right now, so. so 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 actually, now that I guarantee it, he's a hundred percent guaranteed to miss the cut now. So yeah, after seeing DJ and JT <laughs> and Xander get cut last week, yeah, probably. Yeah, he, he'll probably get, he, but pretty good value. I think he's ninety three hundred, which I think still I think he has a good chance to win this course too. I think he's a good. He's yeah. a great iron player, so like he's a great chance to win. And I think he'll, I think he'll thrive at a course where irons are valued and just being controlled off the tee. He's been doing that for weeks now, months now. It seems like so. I like Nima a lot this week. Yeah, I like that. So I'm gonna go with Brian Harmon. He's eight thousand. He's been really good this year. Now diving into the stats, his approach game is not really that good. But um, he's very accurate off the tee, 29th in driving accuracy, but doesn't really hit it that far. But like I said earlier, distance isn't really a factor. Um, 15th in strokes game putting, so pretty lights out on the green. That's kind of where he makes up a lot of his strokes. Um, he has eight top 25s this year and uh, 19 events played, and he's made 17 and 19 cuts. So at 8,000, I mean, I feel like that's pretty good. And this would be a tournament that Brian Harmon would win. So it would. I picked him last week, I think. He didn't do, he, I think he missed the cut. Got so. Cut, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's been playing well. He's been playing well. I mean, yeah. Last week was a beast for everybody, and Brian Harmon's not a very yeah, well definitely. Um, my second pick, um, a little bit lower. I'm go with Harold Varner the third. He's seventy four hundred. He showed really good form earlier this year, and it's kind of tapered off a little bit. But 
all in all, he still has six top 25s this year. He's 39th in stroke skin approach, which I think he was in the top 10 beginning of the season. So that's gone down a little bit, but we know he's capable. Um, and he had a T19 here last year. I think it was the only time he's ever played here. So um, that's a pretty good finish. Um, 7,400. I kind of like that. And once again, he kind of fits the bill of somebody who might win here. Yeah. Uh, so my low pick, I wasn't go. My initial thought, my initial thought was Charlie Hoffman. I actually really like him to do well this year, week two, but he's a little too high for my low pick. So I'll go with Harry Higgs. Sleep, okay. He finished top ten last week, top five, didn't he, or something like that? It was. It, yeah, it was, was. I think it was T eight. It was his first major, so he, he he felt the pressure and he lived up to it basically. So. I think he's in a much weaker field at a course where he's probably played a couple events in like in his time at 7200 I think that's a great value for someone coming off probably feeling really really good after their performance last week so yeah you're probably more more, more more so more so than other players but just because it was his first major so He's, he's I mean, got he's got to be feeling good. I like I like him a lot this week. We talked about him a little bit earlier this week uh, or in the podcast, and uh, um, he finished T four. And I, I just remember the end of round three, I think it was, where he had the two uh, the two the birdie on seventeen and eighteen, which were playing like the hardest on the course. The two so, hardest holes, yeah, the hardest holes. That was uh that was pretty sick. Which, by the way, uh, seven. Like, we'll, we'll, I think we should next week. We'll when we we're all back together again. I think we should talk about. I want like the. Just the broad, like the wing calibration and like the aim. Yeah, we talked stuff. about that actually a little bit. Like the wing calibration was really cool, and the aim, like when the stuff that I showed, like where the target was, because you you're looking at the screen, you have no idea where to hit the ball, like or like where right, you're exactly. looking, like to hit. So it, it's it looks like an awesome course. I get, I hope I get to play, but I've also heard it's just brutal. So yeah, and that's a course that you go to. You bring you bring a full. You bring a full two dozen balls and and you're prepared to lose all of them. So. Two dozen balls and two dozen beers. Two dozen beers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, every time you lose a bar, every time and, you lose and, a ball, you have to drink a then, beer. And you probably finish around. And you're probably like, I'm never playing that course again. And then and then you go. You're probably like, I'm never beer. playing golf again. Like it's just one of those. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it looks so. Pete but it looks got impossible. Me. Yeah, Pete died. Yeah, Pete died for sure, man. Jeez. But yeah, it looks yeah. like it looks awesome. Looks awesome, looks but looks insanely hard and with the wind, especially. So all right. So all right. So if that let's get the... into the skins. Yeah. So the skin standings, Trev's at eleven, I'm at eight, and Pat is still at zero. There's two on the line this week, so minus one twenty-five. Um, I'll give Pat's bets first since he's not here. Um, he likes Billy Horschel to win this week, plus thirty five hundred. I think it was a kind of kind of out of left field, but um I don't know. I, kind I, of actually, I, actually, I, I actually don't mind that, to be honest. And he didn't give us a best bet, so I'm going to go with uh, Billy Horschel. Top 30 should be okay. Um, the odds aren't out right now, but top 30 should be good. He should be in the like even range for top 30, I believe. So I'm going to go with Billy Horschel, top 30 for him, and hopefully he can get his skin this week. Um, I'll go next. So my winner, I'm going to go with Corey Connors plus 1,900. This one just kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, he's had an up and down week at the PGA last week. As you can see, he uh, started off uh, first round leader and then he bogeyed like the first five holes the next day. But all in all, I think he finished top 20. So that's pretty good. Um, he's been an elite ball striker 
all year. And I mean, that's just kind of what he's known for now. His putting got hot um, at the beginning of the season. It's kind of cooled off a little bit the last two to three weeks. But if he puts okay this week, I think this is a course that he could absolutely win at. Um, and then for my best bet, I'm going to go with Jason Kokrak, either top 30 or top 40, depending on where the value lies. Um, I'm going to guess it's going to be in the top 30 range. Um, I just like Jason Kokrak a lot. He's played very well this year. Um, and he's been pretty consistent finishing near the top of the leaderboard. So Jason Kokrak, top 30 or 40. <laughs> All right. Can, can I make an amendment? Because you don't know the value on Kokrak. Yeah. We don't know the value on Billy Horschel top 30. Can I just say Neiman top 30? He's plus 125 for top 20. I'm just going to assume he's close to yeah, minus 125 for. Yeah, that should okay. be around you. What's what was what was what, it's a makeshift best bet this week for all of us. But uh oh my winner, I'll go I'll go with Abraham answer again. You're I think right. it's a place where he's gonna win. I I I think back to was it last year that it was the it was Daniel Berger versus and like Shafle and uh Morikawa yeah. battling it out kinda. Yeah, this was Burger the first. Came out this was the first tournament back from COVID last year, if you remember. Yeah, so it, it just it just makes yeah that's what uh, yes exactly. So it, it makes me think of ball strikers like those guys. So I think answer again has a decent shot to win. And he finished. He played seven under last uh, Sunday yesterday at the PGA. So yeah, I mean, on like, it was like it, it was it was that it was like I looked up I looked at the scoreboard after I finished like caddying and it was he was seven under he was back to one under it was crazy Unreal. so yeah and they didn't show like i like him a lot um yeah no finished. they didn't show they, the, the again the broadcast they don't show anyone besides obviously they can't show him such as phil but they don't show anyone yeah and just to add on to that he finished uh t14 here last year at the charles schwab so oh good even better i didn't even know that but even better so i love him uh and Neiman top 30. I really, I really do love Neiman. He's just one of those guys who's consistent. You know what you're gonna get. You're, you know you're gonna get a made cut. And he's like, it's not just made cuts, he's finishing top 20 a lot too. It's and good fields. It's a weak, a little bit of the weaker side of fields. Yeah. Um, so I'm a favorite though, which kind of I think it's kind of crazy. I'm amending the not crazy, but like you're amending the best bet. Yeah, I'm amending the I'm amending oh, for oh for Sean later. So I had Joaquin Neiman in there, but I feel like we do this every week. I need to switch it up. We haven't gotten one. We've gotten close, but we haven't gotten one. Um, so I'm gonna That's go true. with Colin Moore Cowie's plus twenty eight hundred. Um, if you remember last year, he was in the playoff of Daniel Berger. Um, so he played really well here last year. And I mean, I think I think this is a a course that Colin Moore Cow could play well. At. I think it's a course that he would like. So um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, he also. He also played. He had three solid days PGA too. He did one yeah. bad day on Saturday, but three solid days. So I like that pick too. Yeah. So that's an amendment. Um, I don't know if we have anything here at the end uh, to do. We could kind of leave it at that. I feel like we had a, a pretty jam packed episode here. Birdies and bogeys. I got up at five a.m. today, and I have to get up at five a.m. tomorrow to work again. So. Dang. That's my bogey of the week. Don't nope, no other birdies besides Phil winning. Phil Phil winning, I think just is just big big birdie. Yeah, I think next week we should do a par three of just. I mean, we did a, we've done a par three of golf moments, but par three of I don't even know 
Old guys, old guys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> part three of moments before two thousand and something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, geez. Oh my god. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll give I'll give my bogey. I actually thought Brooks Kepko was gonna was gonna take it at the start of the round yesterday, and I laid some cash on him because I was but, like, um, there's no way Brooks Kepko is losing in a major, and he 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 did. Yeah. So. My friend, I, I thought I thought Louis was gonna have a chance too, just because of how bad he putted, and then I thought, oh, he's a great putter, mm-hmm. and so I thought he was gonna come back from that. And he still, they they just they, they just couldn't figure out they couldn't figure out the greens. It the was, greens were weird this was, week. I think the crazy. wind was the wind was playing a very big factor in putting this week. I mean, I. I picked JT to win last week and obviously he got cut and you picked Xander to win last week. Obviously he got cut and I was like locked in on JT on Thursday and Friday. The guy could not make a single putt. He played two rounds. He didn't, I don't think he made one putt, not the only putt he made was on 17. Um, He made a birdie on 17. He needed a birdie on 18 to make the cut. Um, And he missed like a short putt on 18 or no, he didn't even need a birdie. You just need a par on 18 to make the putt, make the cut. He he missed a putt on 18. He made one putt the entire two days, which is crazy because I mean, this is JT, the number two player in the world. So from what I've heard, it's, it's there. You either, you either love it and you putt great, kind of like a fill or kind of like I I don't even know. I think Jordan putted well, just burnt, just didn't make a lot of putts. Like he hit good putts, just didn't go in. Uh, be with, I think you either put great and you make a ton of putts, or you put horribly, and you just like everything's burning the edge, or you don't get the speed right, or you don't get it. Just like it just feels off. Like it's so that's I think that's yeah. what Brooks, Louis, JT, all I think a lot of people. Dude, now you think about it, there weren't really many a, a lot of, especially on Sunday, a lot of. Big even Phil on Sunday anyway. Make putts. Anyone? No, he made the bunker shot and he made the bird on seventeen. That was kind of uh, yeah, and that like that was really that was really it. He had like people that are good putts, but they weren't. They weren't going to go. And Brooks were had no good putts. Makes. I mean, yes. it, was, it was just I don't know. It was crazy. I don't know if we'll see see anything like that in the next couple of weeks. We'll see what the U.S. Open brings. Um, how how the roll of greens there, but I mean, I think. People play Tory enough; they know the greens there a little bit better. So uh, I think I think the putting will be a, will be better. So I think they like it. I think I, fast. I yeah I think these are greens that people just don't play that much. Yeah, exactly. Especially like they're not they're not. I don't think they don't, I don't know what they're called, but they're not Bermuda and they're not bent and they're not Poa or something. Yeah, they were like a mixture what, of all of them. Yeah, so it was a weird not, week. It's, with it's, that it was it was weird. So that no wonder Brooks probably. Brooks will probably blame it, blame the putting week on the greens somehow. Yeah, so, I think we'll see. Or something else. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, um, pretty good week. We we have the Charles Schwab this week. What do we have next week? Do we know? Um, kind of, we're kind of, we're kind of limping term. to the end here because I like Pat usually wraps it up, and I was like waiting for him to wrap it up, and I was like, oh, he's not here. So um, we got the memorial the week after. So. Is, is, and then is the U.S. Open the week after that? Yes, sir. Oh, that's that's fun. That's kind of yeah. cool. So I mean, yeah, we're right, coming good. up with a lot of good golf tournaments coming up. So, um, and then we got the Travelers right after the U.S. Open. So, oh, the fifth major, Even better. Yeah, exactly. So we have a lot of good <laughs> golf coming up. Um, we're pretty excited for that. So, with that being said, we will see you next week.